Aren't you asking us to accept a pretty incredible coincidence? You never know. I could be on the endangered species list. You're crazy. That's what I think. You're screwing. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today's episode is inspired by a conversation I was having with Gamer Dude Daughter. We were watching an old movie. It was one of the Sven movies. Yes, we watched Sven I mean, of course. For those who don't know, Svengooli runs these old B or C or D level sci-fi movies on Saturday nights. It's fun stuff. Typical for Gamer Dude. But we were watching the movie and the people had to call the police. And so one of the guys asked, well, what's the number? And Gamer Dude daughter asked, well, why don't they just dial 911? And I said, because 911 wasn't a thing back then. And it was a shock to her. And I realized there's a lot of things that we used to have to do that we don't do anymore. There's also a lot of things that we used to like to do that we don't do anymore. And so today I thought that I would talk about those kind of things. By the way, I do remember when I was a kid having to memorize the local police phone number just in case anything happened. And I still know it. The town that I grew up in, the police phone number was 876-3232. It's still stuck in my head. We had to memorize it. We had to know it. I mean, in case of emergency, you could also call the operator. I've talked about this before. There once upon a time was a person at the other end of the line when you dialed O for operator. And then you could ask the operator to do things like call the police. But we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to memorize phone numbers anymore at all. Not only do we not need to know the police phone number, we don't need to know anybody's number anymore. I used to remember every friend's phone number off the top of my head. I had them in my memory. I could call Vinny, I could call Ray, I could call anybody in the neighborhood. I knew their numbers. I remember my dad's office number. I remember his extension, because those are the things you needed to make a telephone call. Nowadays, just push the button on your speed dial, or have Siri dial it for you. You don't need to memorize phone numbers anymore. So I sat down to prepare a list of these kinds of things, and there's a lot of them. Now, I know in other episodes I've mentioned a few of these already, and I'll just touch on them briefly today, but there's a lot of stuff that we used to just do, or we used to just have, that we don't anymore. Because of technology, because times have changed, we just don't do it. I've talked about pictures, for instance, taking pictures. We used to sit down and make photo albums. And I've talked about the whole process. You would take pictures with a camera that had film in it. And then you'd wait for the film to be developed and you'd look at the pictures when you got them back and you had your fingers crossed that they all came out. Because remember, your film size would have either 12 or 24 or maybe 36 pictures, depending on the size of the roll you bought. And then you'd hope that those 12 or 24 or 36 pictures all came out because you had no way of knowing. There was no way to confirm that the picture you took actually came out, not until the film was developed. And then you'd go through the pictures and then you'd have to determine which ones were photo album worthy because you would take two or three pictures of a thing, maybe two or three pictures of a thing. You didn't want to waste pictures because you only had so many. And you'd pick which ones would make it to the album. The rest would go in a box in the back of the closet. You'd save them, but only certain of the pictures would actually make it to the photo album. And that was a thing. You'd have the wedding album. You'd have the vacation album. You'd have the baby album. You would put albums together for occasions and you'd put them on a shelf so that when friends or family came over, you could pull the album out. Oh, have you seen the vacation pictures from last summer? Well, here's the album. And then you sit down and go over all the pictures. And the relatives who really didn't care would pretend to care and it would kill an hour of family time. 
So making photo albums isn't a thing anymore. Not like that. I mean, you can make albums online and you can share links to albums. But there was something different about sitting down with an actual book with the pictures in it. There's something about looking at the actual pictures in a photo album that I really do kind of miss. That's why I print out pictures and put them in frames or in albums. Although, Mrs. Gamerdude will tell me, you need to print out some pictures. And we will. We both like the album concept. Similar to the photo album, and this is something I did and something my mother did, and I know a lot of other people did it too, you would put together albums, or maybe you could call it a scrapbook, of clippings. You'd be reading the newspaper, you'd see an interesting article, you'd see an interesting comic strip, you'd see an interesting political cartoon, and you would cut it out. And then my mom did this, I did this, I had friends who did this. You would organize those clippings in a little scrapbook. And I'm not sure why. I mean, I would preserve, for instance, an interesting article about the history of the Smithsonian Institute. Somebody would have an interesting take on the parallels between Star Wars and an old Western. And so I would clip that article and I'd put it in a scrapbook. We don't do that anymore either for a number of reasons. Number one, there's no magazines or newspapers, not the way they used to be. But number two, you can find those articles online and then just bookmark it. So you don't really need your scrapbook of articles. You can just look through your bookmarks. Now, of course, I have several hundred bookmarks that I have to edit regularly because I'll go through them and I'll say, what the hell did I bookmark that for? Just like I would go through the old scrapbooks and say, why did I cut that out? It's funny, when we had the flood last year, and I mentioned this as we were trying to preserve whatever we could from the flood, I came across one of my old scrapbooks and unfortunately it got damaged. But I was going through the articles that I'd saved and that was the reaction that I had. What the hell did I save this for? It was interesting to see how my mind worked and what I saw was important back then. But decades later, I looked at it and said, what the hell was I saving this for? So I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing that we don't make scrapbooks full of clippings anymore. But we used to. Here's something else we used to do. And if you're like me, a little bit older, you had both album collections, vinyl album collections, and CD collections. You also had cassette tape collections. We don't need to do that anymore because all of our music is digital. I mean, some people still collect vinyl and CDs and cassettes, although not so much the cassettes and CDs anymore. But when I was a kid, those album collections, those cassette collections, those CD collections as I got older, those were important. That was your music. Now, obviously, you didn't take an album collection with you on the road. That's what cassettes were for. And that's what mixtapes were for. You could get your favorite songs off of your albums, put them on a mixtape, and listen to your selection as you were driving or walking or whatever. But those album collections, oh, they were huge. Mine still is. And impossible to store, by the way. I was able to preserve all of my albums, slightly water damaged after the flood. But I was able to preserve them all. And there's a lot of them. But nowadays, albums and CDs, while some people still collect them, I see them used as decoration, coasters, wall art. It's crazy to me how many people just don't even understand or appreciate the value of an old album or an old CD or what it meant to the people who had them. But yeah, they had a lot of sentimental and musical value for us. There's also a lot of things money-related and bill-related that we don't do, that we used to do. And it's mostly because we don't have to. But it's also because the service isn't offered anymore. One of the things that we used to be able to do is we could go to the department store, we could go to the utilities, you could go right to the company and they would have a billing window right inside the building. And you could take your bill and go pay your bill at the end of the month in cash or check. Same with your credit card. If you had a JCPenney credit card or a Kohl's credit card, you could go to the counter in the back and pay your bill in cash. We don't do that anymore. 
I know some stores still offer that at their customer service department, but it's a customer service. It's not the billing window. But nowadays, with everything available online, very rarely do you ever have to go pay anything in person. But I remember standing in line at the electric company. I remember standing in line at the water company, my bill in one hand, my checkbook in the other, waiting to pay my bill on the day that it was due. Because you didn't want to go past the due date, but you didn't want to mail it either. You wanted to just pay it on the day it was due because you knew you had the money in the account. So you'd go wait in line that day, and there'd be a dozen other people waiting at the same time, trying to do the same thing. That doesn't happen anymore. And I mentioned checks a minute ago. How many people still write checks? Not many. I still do for a couple of reasons. Number one, I like my checks. I have beautiful beach scenes on my checks, and I like them. And number two, I'm obnoxious that way. I like to make certain businesses have to cash checks. It's my way of making them work for my money. Oh, you're charging me so much for this? Well, here's a check. Go cash it. The money's in the account. I can pay it electronically. I just prefer to send you a check. Checks still work, and unlike gift cards, if it gets lost or stolen, you can stop payment on it and just issue another one. Yes, I know there's risks writing checks. I do know that, just like anything else. But I keep my checking account. But how many people still know how to write a check or actually still write a check? Not many. We use credit cards. We use debit cards. We use electronic payments. We use PayPal. We use Venmo. Nobody uses a check anymore, except me. Me and three other people. And as long as I'm talking about checks, what about cash? I remember, and it's not that many years ago, that I would always make it a point to carry cash with me and also make sure that I had plenty of change with me, too. I always wanted to have a few dollars in my pocket for whatever reason, in case you needed to buy something, whether it was get a drink, whether it was pay a toll, whether it was pick up something you needed that you spur of the moment saw in the store. You always wanted to have cash on you. Same thing with change. You always wanted change in your pocket. You always wanted at least enough change for a phone call, and you always wanted at least enough change for a parking meter. Because you never knew when you were going to have to make a call, and you never knew when you were going to have to pay for parking. Nowadays, we all have cell phones, so we don't need the payphones, and the payphones don't exist anyway. And as far as parking is concerned, while you'll occasionally run across a parking meter, so many of the parking meters are being replaced with those little kiosks where you just put your credit card in, put your parking space number down, and they give you a little slip of paper, and you put that on your dashboard. That's how parking works now. So you don't need change for the meter, and you don't need change for the payphone, and really you don't even need change for a vending machine. That's the other reason you would carry change, in case you needed a candy bar or a bag of chips. Of course, that's back when you could get a candy bar or a bag of chips for a quarter, or maybe 35 cents. If you had to put two quarters in for something, that was a lot. But even vending machines take debit cards now. So you don't need dollars, even though some of them take dollars. I see more vending machines taking debit cards than dollars now. So there's no need to carry cash, there's no need to carry change, as long as you have a debit card, you're good to go. I was just talking about the payphones. I've talked about payphones before. Payphones were everywhere. Just watch an old movie or an old TV show, and you can see how many payphones were everywhere. We don't use payphones anymore because they're not around anymore. And the reason is, cell phones are everywhere. Nobody needs a payphone. Even Superman has found a way around using a phone booth. And we don't need to remember phone numbers anymore, again, because all the phone numbers are in our cell phone. But there are other phone-related things that we don't need either, that we forget about, or that don't exist anymore. Like, when's the last time you looked at a telephone book? Some call it the telephone directory. Some call it the yellow pages. The phone company used to put out a very big book, or a very small book, depending on where you lived, with all of the phone numbers of everybody in the phone directory. You would get the person's name, you would get their address, and you would get their phone number all in their listing. 
Now, you could get an unlisted number if you wanted to, but that really wasn't a regular thing for most people back at least when I was growing up. Everybody was in the phone book, and if you needed information about somebody, you could either find it in the yellow pages or in the white pages. The white pages of the phone book, that was where all the people were, the residences were. You wanted to look up John Smith, you would go to the S's in the white pages and find John Smith. Now, of course, since John Smith is one of the most common names in the U.S., you would probably have 50 John Smiths in a city. So it would help if you knew his address, too. But the point is, you would go to the phone book and you could find anybody's phone number and you could find anybody's address. Just look it up in the white pages. If you were looking for a business, the yellow pages were organized by business. So if you were looking for plumbers, you would turn to P in the yellow pages. And that all of the plumbers who wanted to spend the money for an ad in the yellow pages would have a nice ad or, at the very least, a business listing in the yellow pages. And there was a difference because, of course, the phone company charged you for listings in the yellow pages. That wasn't free. Let's not get crazy. No, the phone company would charge you for yellow pages listings. And you could get a big display ad. A half-page display ad with your business name, your face there if you were part of your business, the address, all of the services you offered. It was like a perpetual ad in the Yellow Pages. Of course, it would cost you, but you could advertise your business in the Yellow Pages. Anybody looking for a plumber would have to turn to P in the Yellow Pages, and all of the plumbers would be listed there. And if you had one of the big ads, you would attract the most attention. If you were just starting out, you might have just a listing of your name and your address. But every business was listed in the Yellow Pages. Starting in the A's, automotive repair, automotive rental, going through the B's, banks, all the banks would be listed in the yellow pages. Every business you could think of was listed in the yellow pages. And anytime you watch an old TV show or an old movie, you'll always see somebody go to the telephone book looking for either a business, like the Rockford Files TV show, they'd always show Jim Rockford's ad as part of the storyline in a story, but you see it in movies or in TV shows where somebody's looking for a suspect in a murder or a witness, and they'd find Candace Draymond's name in the phone book, and they'd rip the page out so they'd have the address with them. You weren't supposed to do that, by the way. The phone company tended to frown on you ripping pages out of the phone book. What we would do, what real people would do, if you needed the address, you'd actually write it down on a piece of paper. You didn't rip the page out of the phone book. But it's very dramatic to do that. But the phone book was a good resource for all of that information. We don't have them anymore. We don't need them anymore. All of that information, it's on the internet. Just Google plumbers in your hometown, you'll get them all. Other services you could get by the phone. You used to be able to call up a number. I used to know the number. I don't know it anymore. But you could get the time and temperature. You would have that number memorized. If you wanted the exact time and the exact temperature where you were, you would dial the number and an electronic voice would say, The time is 1215. The temperature, 35 degrees. Yeah, it was a thing. It was just an everyday thing that we used to have, the time and temperature line. We also used to have the movie line. Every teenager that I knew knew the number for the movie theater. Now, some movie theaters had actual people who would answer the phone and give you the movie times. Other movie theaters would have a tape recording that as soon as you called up, they would play the tape recording of all of the movies playing that day and the time they were starting. Now, this is at a time when there was only like one or two theaters in the town instead of the 24 theater multiplex we have these days. So you might have a guy answering the phone at the local Hackettstown Strand. You'd get an actual person giving you the times. When those single theaters started turning into multiplexes or duplexes or whatever the hell they called them, they would get the recordings. And you would dial the number from memory and the tape recording would give you the movies and the times they were starting. Again, we don't need to do that anymore. You just type in your zip code at the AMC website. They let you pick from the theaters that are in your area. And then they give you a listing of every movie at the 24plex. 
But when I was growing up, we all knew by heart the telephone number of the Hackettstown Theater and of the Chester Theater, because those were the closest theaters. We don't have to do that anymore. Something else we don't do anymore? Visit a travel agent. I know that travel agents still exist, and I know you can still use them. But how many people actually still go to a travel agent? Not many. Now, I remember the process, because I used a travel agent a couple times in my life. And what you would do is you would go into the travel agency, and you'd tell them, I want to go to Disney World. And the travel agent would sit down and look at the airlines for you, look at prices for hotels, look at the resort prices, look at the off-site prices, and put a package together for you. The package would include airfare, the cost of the hotel, the cost of the admission to Disney. You could ask them to look up a rental car. They'd find a good rate for a rental car for you. And what the travel agent would do would print out an itinerary of everything that you were getting, when your flight left, where it left from, when it arrived, where to go to pick up your car, give you a little map on how to get to Disney, and print out all the tickets for you all at the same time. So you'd have a little package when you left the travel agency. And of course, they would charge you a fee that was built into the cost. Same thing if you wanted to go on a cruise. You would tell the travel agent, yeah, I want to take a cruise to the Bahamas. I'm looking for this, this, and this on the ship. And the travel agent would get your dates of departure, how long you were going to spend, and look at the various cruise lines and tell you what the price ranges were for the various packages. And same thing, they would print out your itinerary, they'd give you your tickets, they'd tell you how to get there. And at the travel agency, you could get bells and whistles, you could get add-ons, you could get those little excursions off the ship or when you went to the Bahamas, you could get the scuba diving add-on or the shopping excursion, and they would give you little invoices for all of the things that you paid for. Now I discovered, after using a travel agent once or twice, I liked booking my own vacation a whole lot better. Yeah, it was a lot more work. But it was less expensive, and it left my options open. Now, to book a vacation in those days, you would have to call the airlines yourself. You would have to call the hotels yourself. And then you'd have to go to Disney and buy the tickets yourself. But I also learned if you called the airlines yourself, you could get pretty good deals, depending on when you flew. And if you booked far enough in advance, your prices were even lower. Now, yes, you had to sit on the phone and wait for an operator and talk to the reservation clerk. And if you wanted to compare prices between United and American and Delta and TWA, that's an old airline that no longer exists. Pan Am is in there, too. Yes, there's a lot of airlines that used to exist that no longer exist. But you would call them all up and see if they flew to where you were going. Now, you'd have to set time aside to do this, but I'm of the personality type where I'm willing to do that. And so I got some pretty good airfare deals when I was booking vacations for myself. Same with hotels. You could call all of the hotels in an area and get a good price depending on who you were calling and when you were going. And I learned all this from something else that we don't have anymore. Travel guides. There were two travel guides that were out there, Foders and Frommers. Each company had travel guides for every vacation spot you could think of. They had travel guides for Paris, travel guides for New York, travel guides for San Francisco, travel guides for Walt Disney World. And in the travel guide, it would list all of the hotels, all of the restaurants, all of the things to see and do in whatever location you were going to. And so I discovered these travel guides, and that helped me in my quest to book a better vacation for myself than I could get through a travel agency. And it worked. It just took time and effort on my part, but I was willing to put it in. But the thing about the Frommers and the Foders travel guides is they would give you all kinds of information about wherever you were going. Tips on what to look for, what time to go to a specific place. Great shopping places, great eating places, great sights to see. All of this information was in these travel guides. So I would go to the bookstore. That's where you would get them. I would go to the bookstore and buy a travel guide for whatever location I was going to, like Disney World. And yes, as I said, it was a process. Calling a half a dozen hotels and asking for their best rate takes time. 
Same thing with rental cars. Calling a rental car company, asking for their best rate, takes time. But remember, this is back in a time when you were dealing with actual people. You would call up Hertz Rent-A-Car, and you would get a person, and you would tell the person, I'm traveling at such and such a time, what's your best rate for a compact car? And you do the same thing with the hotels. And I would have my checklist, and I would go through it. Okay, rent a car, go with Thrifty, hotel, stay at the Days Inn, airfare, go with Delta. These are the best prices. And you'd put your own package together, and you'd make your reservations. The travel agent would do that, too. They had everything more organized than you do yourself, and they had computer access to things that we didn't have access to. But a lot of people didn't want to put in that work. That's why travel agencies existed. I tried them. I preferred my way. But neither one of those ways works anymore. And neither one of those ways is actually necessary anymore. Because you can go on Expedia. You can go on Travelocity. You can go on so many different websites to book a vacation all in one sitting. And you can still get the information that I used to get in Frommers and Foders. You can get that on Travelocity. You can get that on any number of websites. Both Foders and Frommers still have websites. It looks like Frommers also still puts out travel guides. But you can get the same information at the websites that you used to get in the travel guides. So that information is out there. So you don't need to go to the bookstore to buy a book. You just make sure you have the app on your phone. And as long as I'm talking about traveling, the other thing that we don't need anymore, maps. I remember I used to have a glove compartment full of maps. Not only the state that I was living in, but every state that I'd been to and every state that I might go to. I had a map of Ohio. I had a map of Pennsylvania. I had a map of New Jersey. I had a map of Maryland. I had a map of Virginia. I had a map of Florida. I had all of these maps in the glove compartment of my car. Because the only way to get around was to have a big paper map. And you've seen them if you've ever watched an old TV show or an old movie. They pull out that map that's folded in 19 different ways. And you have to unfold it to find the road that you're on and the town you want to get to. We don't need maps anymore. We don't use maps anymore. I mean, I still like a map. And I have a couple of travel atlases. But I don't use them anymore. They're on the shelves downstairs. I don't need a travel atlas anymore. I've got GPS on the phone. You just ask Siri. You just ask Google. Now, I still like to look at a map, at least a digital map, to have a sense of where I'm going, but I don't actually use a map anymore, and I'm not sure that anybody actually does. They're just not necessary. Of course, one of the skills that you lose when you don't use a map anymore is map folding. If you've ever seen one of those old road maps, you know they're folded in some intricate kind of way, because a map, when it's folded up, is about the size of a small tablet. When you unfold it, it's the size of your dining room table. And only the skilled traveler could fold that dining room table-sized piece of paper into something the size of a small tablet the right way. I mastered that skill, but it took some time. Sadly, that's a skill that no longer exists. Nobody needs to fold a map anymore. But if you ever run across a map that needs folding, you know who to call. As usual, I have plenty of other things that I just didn't get to today, but I did want to add one more because this is another thing that we don't really have as many of that we used to, and that's the alarm clock. When I was growing up, I had a clock radio. I also had one of those old-fashioned alarm clocks that was nothing but a clock with two bells on the top, and when the alarm went off, the little clacker would go between the bells and ring. That actually used to be the only way you would wake up in the morning, with your alarm clock. I hated the bells, that's why I got a clock radio. And the clock radio, of course, you could set to whatever station you wanted, and at the appointed time, WABC music would come on at 7.30 in the morning, and that would wake you up. Do you know how hard it is to find an actual alarm clock anymore? 
You can find them, but so many people use their phone now just for an alarm clock. The phone has replaced so many things in our lives, including the basic alarm clock. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of things. As always, I can't thank you enough for your support, and I really do appreciate all the time that you spend listening. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.